you guys really can do whatever you want. You, if you want that dream day job, get that dream day job. Take the steps, go backwards, and figure out how to make it work. Same thing if you want to have your own product brand, if you want to build your own community. It just starts with starting it and seeing what happens and being consistent about it instead of just moving on to the next shiny object. So I've just returned from Seattle and our big event called Hang Time, which took place uh, May 15th. And this is an event that uh, we're trying to do twice a year. We're going to be doing another one in Los Angeles later this year, so stay tuned for that. Uh, this one in Seattle was fantastic. We had a lot of great speakers, uh, great community turnout, um, great after party, all that stuff. And it, it gives us a chance as a remote team where we're 100, where we're 100% remote to get together as a team, meet, hang out, and have some critical face time, uh, which is really valuable uh, for us. And at the same time, uh, we get to get feedback from the community in that particular city. Um, it's just uh, it's it's a real win win for us, and uh, we had a great time. So part of that was uh, on stage at the Bell Harbor Conference Center. We did a live overtime recording with three really talented folks, and I think you're going to enjoy this conversation. Um, so we had Sasha Barr, who's uh, senior art director at Sub Pop Records, Dina Rodriguez, who is a designer and lettering artist uh, with her own letter letter shop. Uh, and shop is S H O P P E, which is the the really the better spelling of shop. Let's face it, and uh, and also we had Victor Melendez, who's a graphic designer and illustrator. Spent a long time uh, as a designer at Starbucks, and just recently has gone freelance. So that brought up um, some interesting uh, conversation around that transition, and and we kind of you know discussed a lot of different things. Um, how to uh, you know how how they got where they are, um, and they are Pacific Northwest creative people, and uh, it was just a great talk, and we had a really good time. Hope you enjoy this one. And so, once again, this episode is brought to you by Wix.com. Push the limits of design and start creating beautiful, impactful websites that are uniquely yours with Wix. And we'll be hearing more about Wix later on in this episode. And now let's just get on stage at the Bell Harbor Conference Center in Seattle, Washington. This is May 15th. Uh, this is Overtime Live from Hang Time. Enjoy. So, big round of applause for our guests. Um, I'm going to sit down now. Yeah, that's better. That's nice. That was the whole time. What, what's cool about this is that. Uh, there is a thread, I feel like, between, there's a camaraderie here between all of us on stage, or I maybe mean, not me, but these people, these talented people. That is, you know, having your, having different, having your side work going on while you're having full work, full-time work, or, or uh, you know, concentrating on uh, stuff to grow your personal brand, that kind of thing. So I, I guess to get started, why don't we have each of you introduce yourself a little bit. Tell the crowd uh, who you are and, and, and what you're up to. Do you want me to start? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm Sasha Barr. Uh, I live here in Seattle. I've been here for a little over almost 11 years. Uh, I work as a senior art director at Sub Pop Records here in Seattle. Um, we're celebrating our 30th anniversary this year, so we've been around for a while. Um, uh, 
Uh, I work in an art department of about four people. We all do a wide variety of things. Um, I also do a fair amount of freelance work on my own, graphic illustration stuff, uh, both in the music world or in the music world, kind of in the skateboarding realm. In the last handful of years, I've been doing more in public art realm. I've been an artist in residence at Facebook, Google, doing some stuff at Amazon next week. So I've kind of started getting into that realm as well. I do a wide variety of things and wear a fair number of hats. So you're you're just taking it easy, really. You know, phoning <laughs> yeah. it in right now. Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. I watch a lot of TV. A lot of TV. <laughs> yeah. We can talk about that too. That'd yeah. be fun. Um, that's awesome, and I can't wait to get into some of that. Dina, I mean, you were up here earlier. You killed it earlier. Um, so so cool. But I guess you've introduced yourself. But but just for folks that weren't here earlier. Yeah, for sure. So I'm Dina Rodriguez. I'm currently based out of Portland, Oregon. I've made a name for myself as a lettering artist, but I've been dabbling more in illustration lately. Um, I do a lot of things. I'm kind of in this really weird part of my career where I'm not doing a ton of client work because I'm making so much money doing my own products, and I have a community around my art through a Patreon, so I actually have a salary coming into my account every month, and I basically just get to draw whatever I want. Um, it's the best thing ever. I highly recommend it. Um, I have a community, uh, one of my communities is called Lettering Adventures, that monthly workbook series where you guys can learn new styles of vintage hand lettering every single month. And there's also, will be live Q&As and tutorials. It's really amazing. Um, but the newest, like another side project, because I love me some side projects, I don't have such shiny object syndrome, shut up, um, <laughs> is uh, Women of Illustration. This is a brand new web series that features new female talent all over the world. So instead of hearing from like the same 10 female artists on every single podcast, actually like new women who are just coming in and all their struggles so we can actually have a topic-driven conversation instead of just hearing about people's stories. Um, No offense to this podcast. So (laughs) just kidding. I love your podcast. It's so good. Um, I listen to it all the time. (laughs) Um, And yeah, that's... What's it called again? (laughs) (laughs) Overtime. It says it right there in that big screen. I, I, I'm I listen all you're so good, Dan. Um, but yeah, that's that's my that's my life. <laughs> How's your life? <laughs> awesome. I, I wish I had your life. <laughs> <laughs> I can teach you how to have my life. Well, I I, I should have been at, the, at, the, at that class. I'm I'm gonna take. I have it. courses coming up. I'm gonna give him the free beta. We already talked about it. To this new course I'm starting called Bullshit Free Social Media Marketing for Makers. <laughs> my name is Victor. And uh, I'm a designer, illustrator. Up to like this this last year, I was uh, in house uh, at Starbucks since the beginning of the year. I'm trying to trying to go on my own, so I do lots and lots of freelance. I've been doing it quite a bit for the past few years, and this uh, last year, I, de- I decided that it was time for me and and try to go on my own. And I work on a variety of projects: illustration, uh, type, lettering, and I've been doing a lot of work with, uh, similar to Sasha, uh, uh, public, uh, murals, and stuff like that. But more importantly, you just quit your job. <laughs> Can we get a round of applause? He just quit his job to go full-time. <laughs> Living the dream. Well, he's I don't scared, know about he's that. scared shitless, but he's excited about it. <laughs> I mean, coffee, coffee's overrated, I think, anyway. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, all three of you are uh, amazingly talented um, artists in your own right. And you're, you're obviously you're juggling a, a ton of stuff, though, at the same time. You know, I got to start with Sasha here. Um, I think, you know, we talked earlier about 
having full-time work versus um, freelancing or doing side projects. And, and you're a big fan of having a job. I am. Yeah. No wonder if we get into that a little bit. Because that's, that's maybe not as popular as... as, uh, as no, I mean... That, yeah. We're off to a great start. That's fine. Uh, our, thankfully, our podcast editor, Aaron Dowd, back there, big shout out, uh, can edit that out yeah. for the recording. <laughs> I keep him in business. Um, so, but yeah, so you, you, you said you, you, you're a big fan of having a full-time job. I'll leave it at that. Yeah, I am. And I feel like, uh, I mean, I have a traditional art background. I actually have a BFA in printmaking. Um, didn't go to school for design stuff at all, but even still just kind of in the basic art world, I feel like there's sort of this installation in students of working for yourselves or not working for the man or whatever it is. Um, which I think is, is good and fair and has a, um, a lot of merits to it, but I've found that I really enjoy having job security. I really like having some place to go every day. Um, granted, I happen to also really like my job. That goes really far. Um, but I, I just, and yeah, that, I mean, that's it. I like having a place to go. I like having something to do where I'm not having to chase people down for money or chase down work, and um, I find a lot of security in that. Uh, I also still do, still do a fair amount of freelance stuff, and having uh, a full-time job uh, enables me to be choosy about the things that I, that I do on the side. I see. And I think, I mean, I, I have always kind of done things on the side. Before I worked at Sub Pop, I had just kind of your general part-time jobs, waiting tables or working in a retail environment and just doing posters or design work at home um, late at night. When I was kind of, I would kind of hustle more because I was just trying to do stuff or make a name for myself. But now that I have full-time employment, I, I can't feel comfortable saying no to things if I genuinely don't feel like I have the time or it doesn't pay enough or I'm actually just not interested in it. Um, and so I feel a lot less, lot less pressure in that regard, which I think is really nice. Um, do, you, do, you, uh, do you feel, how, how do you feel less burned out at the end of the day so that you have enough energy to, to put into something? Because you're going to still, still working. I mean, work as in, you know, we love what we do, but... <clears throat> I'm not. I'm not going to say it's easy, man. I mean, <laughs> I do. I do. I do reach a saturation point for sure. Um, this year has been incredibly busy for me, and I'm ready to take a break. Um, but at least I find uh, the things I'm spending my time on outside of work are things that I actually really want to do. Um, while they still can be exhausting when you're in the, when you're in it, um, at least I feel passionate about it, and I don't feel like I'm doing stuff because I have to. If that makes any sense, no, and, and I and I have spent a lot of my time doing that. Um, spending my time on things I, I really felt like I needed to do or had to do, um, which is good and well, but, yeah, I, I do get burnt. Um, I do find the things that I do outside of work are very different from the things that I do at work. At work, we're more, I mean, we wear a lot of hats at Sub Pop as well, um, but a lot of the times we were doing more just like art direction or creative direction, and I'm not necessarily putting my own personal illustration style in the work that I'm doing uh, at work. So outside of work is when I get to be a little more, creative and have a little more freedom, so I do have more passion to do that, I guess, or I'm more interested in doing that in my downtime. Um, that's not to say uh, I don't balance things out by just working on the laptop on the couch watching all of the Netflix stand-up. <laughs> so I do multitask that way, and that helps keep me a little bit sane. Uh, all right, I'm doing something right, too. That's good. <laughs> yeah, watch ma- copious amounts of TV while you work, so that way you're both working but not working at the same time. Yeah, it doesn't feel like work, then. Yeah, I just finished all of Parks and Rec for like the third time. And it's great. I love that show. It's a great, it's a good documentary. Yeah, it is. Um, 
So to counterpoint, <laughs> to counterpoint what you just said, I think it'd be cool to hear from Victor because he's kind of doing the opposite. You had a full-time job at, at Starbucks and, and did some amazing work there, but has recently decided to go to go freelance. So well, yeah, what was the th- thought process there? You're leaving a, a, a nice, stable job at a large brand. Um, I love chasing down clients. Like, you love chasing down clients? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love being worried about it's the next the chase, job. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I'm the opposite. I, I never had like a, I never was a freelancer um, since I got out of school. So I always had a, a job. And then gradually, uh, as I gained experience and, and put out more projects, I started getting more and more calls from people that wanted to to collaborate or, or have me work on their stuff. And I don't know. I, I guess that was my main goal uh, ever since, for uh, a lot of us, since we started school. Oh, someday I'm going to have my own studio and I'm going to do this and that. And since I've, I've never done it, uh, I, I felt like I'm getting old. So <laughs> I might as well do it. And Wait, so how old are you? Uh, you can tell everyone. 53. You're 53? No. Oh, man, I wish I looked Spanish. Not fair. I'm Spanish, but I have, like, white passing, so I don't get any of the perks. Aww. <laughs> Except for being white, obviously. That's a huge perk. <laughs> um, oh, Bobby, forgive me if you're listening to this podcast. <laughs> no, you're right. <laughs> uh, I was like, let's not talk about politics. I mean, let's talk about white privilege. Um Yes. Okay, what were you saying? Sorry. <laughs> I don't remember. You're, like, you're getting older, so you're like, oh, I'm going to do this whole freelance Oh, yeah. Thing. Yeah. So that, <laughs> that's what she said. Best podcast ever. All right. This is the best podcast ever. Um, uh, so, so what made, was it, obviously it was a difficult decision because you hadn't done it before, right? Oh, yeah. Um, and a little scary. Tell us about that. Like, tell us about the leap. <laughs> Because I, I, I would assume, I, like, how many how many of you are full time, have full time jobs? Yeah. Wow. Okay. So yeah, there's it's that's a lot. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, for them, you know, how many people want want to work for themselves? Yeah. Not that many. Oh. That's good. Well, <laughs> uh, I just like asking questions. I, I, don't, really, I don't really pay attention. What I can tell you, it's, uh, it's a combination of uh, two things. One, for me, it was me wanting to, to do something else. And the second one was just try to do something that I've never done before, and, and, which is a constant thing in, in my career, throughout my career, like uh, trying things that, that I've never done before that I wasn't comfortable with. And I think there's no other way to, to, to do things but to go ahead and, and try it. I don't know. Maybe I'll get a job soon. Yeah. But I think I mean <laughs> now, now I'm starting to get worried. Yeah. <laughs> I think from like an outsider's perspective, I mean, and you said this yourself, but you kind of developed your own personal style in the time that you've been at Starbucks. Right. So now that you've gotten to that point, you kind of feel like maybe I should see what this is worth, right? Or no? Well, I think you're right. <laughs> I'm, I'm here to learn too. <laughs> Whatever you guys say, I'm, I'm going to go after. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Uh, <laughs> um, so, for, for Dina, you know, um, you you're creating this 
powerhouse of a of a personal brand, I feel like, and been really successful at it. Um, how, how is your what's your opinion on full time work versus freelance? And, and you know, had you been working full time before Letter Shop started? Um, yeah, so I think it really just depends on what you want, right? Out of life, just because you have a full time job doesn't make you better or worse than me. That's doing full time whatever the fuck I want. Um, I personally feel like I am unemployable. Like no one should ever hire me. I'm just going to quit after three months. I'm not. It's hard to care for someone else's dream once you've cared for your own. But yeah, uh, I had a full time job. I was a designer for almost a decade, um, being that jack of trades, production monkey. Right? Like I'll do, like I'll do it all because I went to Full Sail uh, University in or- uh, Orlando, Florida, where they teach you everything. Like oh, Full Sail grad. Ah ah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you, you owe a hundred thousand dollars too. Nice. Um, <laughs> God, that school's expensive, but you get a free laptop. Just kidding. It's not free. They charge you extra. So, uh, yeah, so it was full-time freelance, uh, graphic designer, did web design, learned a butt ton about marketing, which I think is the most important tool for any designer, coder, whatever the hell you're doing. You need to understand the method behind the madness. You will always be hireable. You'll always get those clients if you know the psychology behind the design aesthetic. That's so key. Um, but yeah, I like busted my ass. I was working full time, 40 hours a week. And then every spare moment, this whole lettering thing got on my, uh, my radar. And I was like really wanting to draw again, but I just couldn't, I just had really sucked at it. Because if you stop drawing, it shows <laughs> even after like a year, especially uh, eight. Um, and I was like, okay, I want to draw again. I can either be an illustrator and know how to draw everything in existence, or I could draw 26 letters. Okay, lettering seems pretty cool. Um, it's less work. And then, yeah, I just started working and posting my work, like, lunchtime uh, when I got home, uh, annoying my boyfriend, my beautiful boyfriend, uh, just drawing all the time, even when we're, like, watching TV. Watching TV and drawing is key. Um, and eventually, you build up that following, and you get those client inquiries, and then everything t- t- works out. And, and just, again, doing more of what works. Like, oh, people like when I make fun of motivational phrases, and then I get hired to make fun of motivational phrases. Like, it's really just putting out the kind of work that you want to get more of. Yeah, I've heard that before. That's, that's good advice. Like, if you, yeah, if you want to be doing lettering, start lettering on the side, even if it's on the side. I also want to take a moment to thank our sponsor, Full Sail. <laughs> Full Sail's so not a sponsor. <laughs> Don't worry, they're not. Um, okay. So, all right, so, so you guys are... You're, you're working full-time, you're, you're leaving full-time, you're kicking ass, building your own thing. For, for Sasha, Sasha, I got to bring it Don't up. Do I, I got to <laughs> I gotta bring it up. He won a Grammy. We have a Grammy winner in the house. <laughs> Which is amazing, right? Because a designer winning a Grammy, first of all, let's, let's explain how that works, but... Um, <laughs> That's like a dream come true. For, for me, it would be a dream come true. But uh, tell us about, because I mean, obviously, it's your work with, with Sub Pop and, and Album Art, and uh, I wonder if you could share the story of that with us. Sure. Uh, I also don't want to discredit all the Grammys that Don and Ryan were nominated for, so That's put right. that out there. Yes, big shout out to, <laughs> to Don and Ryan. I'm just, I'm just following in their footsteps. Yeah, There's a know. theme. Um, We've the actually only... all been nominated for yeah, yeah. Grammys. <laughs> Everybody gets a Grammy. But, but you won. You won. He's the only winner. He, oh, he's okay. the only winner here. He mentioned that. He was very clear about that. That he was the only. <laughs> he really did, though. He did. Like, I'm the only actually Only in jest. So. 
I'm not that full of myself. The, uh, um, Do you I get think, to give uh, like a speech? I did have to go on stage. <gasps> oh, really? I think the best part about it is I was given my award by Neil deGrasse Tyson, which I thought was Shut the front oh. door. super cool, who told me that he felt just as out of place as I did, which was rad. <laughs> um, which is cool. Very nice guy. He was very nervous, uh, as I was. Um, I, think, I mean, I think at Sub Pop, uh, we, when we're working on albums, by and large, When I started at Sub Hop, I'd already been working for like friends' bands doing their album art or posters or whatever it was, having full creative control. And starting at Sub Pop, I quickly learned that I had none of that really. Bands were not interested in who I was or what I was able to do really outside of make their vision a reality. Um, so it was really, we're really put in the position of helping these folks make this thing. Um, they have their vision, they either have art that they did or their friend did or photo that they really like or art that they really like or maybe they just have an idea and I have to find someone to help make it. Um, it's really on me to work with these people to make this thing and, and leave my ego at the door. Uh, a lot of the times our album projects are very much a team effort. Um, as much as I or anyone else would like to take full credit for it, it really is working hand in hand with the band, sometimes their management, other people at Sub Pop, with our manufacturers, on figuring out how to make these things a reality. Um, working with Josh, uh, Josh Tillman, who's Father John Misty, Josh has a lot of ideas, <clears throat> and he really needs someone to help him whittle these things down, and I was happy to do that, and we work really well together, and he had great ideas for artists and illustrators and visions on how he wanted to make this physical thing, so he and I worked very closely on making this thing a reality. Um, and, and a lot of credit is also due to people like Stout Manufacturing, who are the folks that make our LP jackets, on taking these things that no one else has made, possibly made before and trying to figure out a way to do it at scale and affordably. Um, so it is kind of a, a huge team effort. Um, when it comes time, I mean, it's not like when you get nominated for one of these things, it just came out of thin air. Like we at work will send a whole box of things to the people that make these decisions. Um, so there is that aspect to it. But of course, I feel incredibly um, lucky and thankful to even be in that realm and get that sort of recognition. Um, but, I, but yeah, above all, it is very much a team effort. And I think I'm just very fortunate to be able to work with other talented people that have great ideas and um, are nice to work with. It's very humble. If that makes any sense. Yeah, no, that's great. I mean, now, tell us the truth. <laughs> Uh, did you know that you won before you got there? I'm no, not at all. You don't know at all. No, I mean you're you're you know that you're yeah you know that you're nominated. And act, wow. funny enough, this year um, it was a tie, which doesn't really happen. So I was tied with another group of artists, uh, and we act, did not know each other. They actually came up from Colombia, but we were all sitting together uh, and just totally random seating. Like you just pick your own seat, but they were all right next to me. And as it came up and said, like, it's a tie, it was all funny. We all just got up at the same time, and I don't know, it was really cute. Uh, wow. <laughs> yeah. But no, you, you don't know going into it. I mean, I think you, I don't know, it's a one in five chance, so we'll yeah. see what happens. More than anything, it's just kind of um, a cool opportunity to go to a weird thing. It's an uh, honor to be nominated. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it is, yeah. But it, I mean, I mean, dude, I mean, going to that sort of event, um, it's not like I'm hang, it's not like you're hanging out with 
these other celebrities. Like, you're very much not anywhere near, you know, Jay-Z or any of these people. I'm nowhere near any of those folks. Uh, you have your own ceremony. You do get to go to, like, the televised thing, which is actually really rad. It's kind of a cool arena. It's just like going to an arena show, except it's televised. So in between every act, there's a commercial break, and you get, a, get to actually see, like, the stages change, and people move around, and you see a lot of the behind-the-scenes stuff. But so it's, it's kind of just like a cool, weird experience, I think. I bet. I mean... Yeah. And and to be to be there as a as a designer, it's incredible, uh, amazing. This week's episode is brought to you by Wix.com. With Wix, the web is your playground. Start with a blank slate and design your website in any layout you want. Work with advanced features like Retina Ready image galleries, custom font sets, and sophisticated design effects. Each feature is intuitive to use, so you're in control from design to live. With Wix, you'll have real creative freedom to tell your story online, exactly the way you've envisioned it. Push the limits of design and start creating beautiful, impactful websites that are uniquely yours. Go to Wix.com slash dribble to get started today. That's W-I-X dot com slash dribble. Wix, what will you create? So, Dina, what, what's your what's your goal Ultimate goal, like, Make what's fun. your Grammy, your Grammy moment? You know, the, um, I would like to make a quarter of a million dollars in a year. That's a goal that I have. That's a good mm-hmm. goal. I well, I mean, like, you, you think of these crazy goals, and you just work backwards in order to achieve them with baby steps, right? So it's like, okay, uh, how do you make a lot of money? Oh, like, well, Sean West did it. Maybe I can do it too. Um, hoping <laughs> I paid, I gave him enough money to learn how. So hopefully, it'll work out. I think just building up my community, uh, getting not just the numbers, because as we talked about earlier, numbers really are meaningless, but really getting the quality out of those audience people, like the people who are just dedicated, the loyal like listeners for your show, and then you know with a mixture of like lettering adventures and then this new monster of a, a web series, Women of Illustration, which has completely changed my life. Like I had no idea I would go from like a designer to like a feminist designer. I was not prepared for all of the social implications that would include in my day-to-day life. Um, but it's been life-changing being able to help other people. Um, but yeah, I think my goal is really not so much about the money because I think the money will naturally come if I just give everything I got to other people and really just trying to provide as much valuable insights as possible and trying to be legit about it. Like nothing that's trending, nothing analytical, nothing that's going to change in two months on social media, but trying to talk about evergreen content in a way that you guys really can do whatever you want. You, if you want that dream day job, get that dream day job. Take the steps, go backwards, and figure out how to make it work. Same thing if you want to have your own product brand, if you want to build your own community. It just starts with starting it and seeing what happens and being consistent about it instead of just moving on to the next shiny object. But yeah, so I think it's just being able to give back, and I haven't figured out the exact niche yet, but so far, people seem to be digging my content, and I'm just going to keep making more, so please follow me. <laughs> well done. Well said. I'm fired up. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go create a brand right now. Yeah, go, yeah, go do that. Yeah. Another brand, Another right? Brand, different brand. This brand's great. Yeah, um, yeah you're doing all right. <laughs> yeah. doing, doing it's like I'm so yeah. over Dribble. I'll yeah. do something else. <laughs> dribble with four Bs. Let's go there. Oh. Wow. I wonder if we own that. I hope, hopefully, hopefully we do. Wait, can I ask? Is Absolutely. this common knowledge? Why is there three Bs? Oh, three Bs and Dribble. Uh, the domain name was available. Uh, That's what I thought it was. <laughs> that was it. Sick. And I remember, like, 
wait, if you just keep doing cursive Bs, they kind of disappear after a while. Yeah, that works. You can just add them in there. That's good. Okay. Yeah. I always want to dribble with two Bs, the wrong way to spell it, um, is, <laughs> you know, sort of hijacked by somebody that, that's being mean about it. So. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, whatever. They're lost. Yeah. But um, that was a good question. Thanks. Um, <laughs> I asked the hard-hitting questions. I, this, is like, this is like a hard-hitting news show. It's like <laughs> CNN. <laughs> We did go into politics a little bit. Okay, Victor, <laughs> to you, what's your Grammy goal? Who did you vote for? Gilly <laughs> <laughs> is going to edit it out. <laughs> well, who says I can vote? Oh. oh. Well played. Wow. He went there. I love you. <laughs> maybe, I, maybe I'm not legally here in this country. <laughs> maybe I am. Who knows? Do you need to call back Starbucks to get you a green card? What are we talking about right now? This guy. All right. No, seriously. What's your What's your dream? I would say living comfortably by doing what I what I what I like. And so far, I don't know. We'll see how this year turns out. We're gonna need to do a follow up episode. Victor. How is Victor doing? Right. We're gonna check in. Yeah. I mean, you have like beautiful babies and. All this, you have a family to take care of. Do you have like a goal for them? Like take them on XYZ vacation? Because maybe that's like a really good motivator. Yeah, yeah. I think that, um, well, now that I have the experience of, because uh, I, I was gone all day, right? And then I would come home to work like for the rest of the day, similar to what you were doing. And, I mean, when you have kids, I think that uh, what Don was saying, it's really important to to clear time for that, for that time with the family. And now I see, I see more that I'm working out of my studio at my house. And just the, just the fact that you are able to take your kid to the, the bus or go play soccer for a little bit to the park. And that time is so precious. And, and that, to me, has a, lo- a lot of value. And, and the ultimate goal will be to just have more of that time, less work time. But... I'm like, yeah, I'm always working, always watching TV and, and, and drawing. So once you get to that more free time and less work, I think that's ideal. Yeah, freedom. Yeah, I love it. Cool. So what else can we ask you guys? <laughs> got my notes here. Can I ask questions? Yeah. Can I ask do, questions? Yeah. Okay. What are you afraid of? No, I'm just kidding. Um, I was trying to think of Public a good speaking. one. Okay, if you could give anyone, like... Let's talk about, I think all of us have the trouble probably with confidence, right? Putting ourselves out there. I'm just trying to think of good content for the listeners. Maybe like portfolio curation. So like, what do you think is like the key to being yourself online? Wow, dude, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Next. Oh, really? What about, you you got anything for me? Well, I think you eventually you're going to find yourself your own voice. I mean, a lot of people... Tell me, you have a certain style, and I can say the same thing about you guys. You have like a certain style, even though you don't see it. Like mm-hmm. people, people identify or know what you did, and 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 that only comes with time and, and practice. Uh, I think at one point, uh, I know when I started, I was always trying to look for other people and try to copy or try to figure out how people did things. And once you have the basis down. Like you, you're sharing your, the way you work all the time. And 
it doesn't matter if, if people know how you do things because eventually everyone has their own voice and and eventually you're going to find your own your own style and you're going to have most of your work is going to when you put it online it's going to be similar and yeah yeah, that, yeah. that's interesting because I, I did want to touch on that in, in that Dina you're you're sharing you're, you're teaching as you're as you're sharing right mm-hmm. um, did that how did that come about you know is that sort of just a natural thing um, for you to do or is it- I like to talk I don't know if you noticed uh, but so okay um, I think a big part of my brand has always been to teach everything as I was learning it most because it just better solidified what I was learning because as we all know there's a lot to learn like especially when you start to run your own stuff you have to wear all the hats your job is crazy and you're constantly having to evolve with technology and trends and just all that stuff so it just gets really overwhelming. So I thought, okay, I'll just ar- create my own archive of information here for all- pick and choose all my favorite things that all these people are saying. Because again, don't just listen to one source. Don't just listen to me. Don't just listen to that one guy's podcast that you like. Again, not talking about you. And to diversify your inspiration because you will start to mold like them. You will start to look like them. And you'll do it involuntarily and it'll look weird. But back to the actual question that you asked. Um, yeah, I think it's just so important. So it just started with blogging. Like, that was just really easy, just, like, conversationally explaining how I was learning social media, the SEO for artists and designers. That's one thing that never gets talked about, like, how you can actually rank on the first page of Google. Type pen lettering artist Portland right now. I will be the first result on the first page. So it's just, like, and that's, like, all of, all of my client inquiries come from organic SEO. So that eventually evolved to live streaming on Twitch. was a huge fan of Twitch Creative right when it started a few years ago. And then that evolved into YouTube channels and then this whole Patreon thing with lettering adventures. And it just seemed to be working. Like out of all of the things I was doing, it's so much bigger when, and better when you're doing it for not just yourself, when you're actually giving back to people. And a lot of you might be thinking, like, who am I to teach, right? That's what a lot of people are like. I just learned this thing, so who am I to, like, teach this other guy how to do it? It's like, actually, you're the perfect person because so many people who are so seasoned in design are talking from experience that's so much more ahead of you, they're going to skip a lot of steps that you're not going to get. And you're going to be like going back in the video, like, wait, what, what was that nugget? I don't get it. But if you're a beginner, there's a bunch of other beginners out there too. And they want to learn and you're the perfect person to teach them that thing. So it just ended up being like the moneymaker for me, but more importantly, the community builder. Yeah, that's great. I mean, we had a um, overtime episode, uh, a recent one with Pablo Stanley, and he was, he was basically talking just like you are about how don't wait to to learn something and be an expert before you teach it. And you don't need to, to wait um, until you are an expert, which I think is really valuable info. For, so anybody, everybody can teach. Everybody can can do their own thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's awesome. So I noticed you, all of you have shops, right? Um, and this isn't a they didn't pay me to say that or anything. How how <laughs> how 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 do you feel that is, is that an, uh, a lucrative thing? Is it is it is it more like um, helping you get clients? Is it just more of an outlet? Or um, I wonder if we could start with you. Sarah. Sure, I uh, because I had a printmaking background. When I started doing kind of freelance design stuff, I was doing posters for bands in the early two thousand. That's where I first met Don and Ryan. I think we were all kind of getting into that gig poster world in the early two thousands at the same time. Um, and at that time, selling, like the, the act of selling the poster was very lucrative. I think it was a little bit of a different marketplace than it is now. 
And I still do posters for bands occasionally. Um, but by and large, I don't expect, like, I, you know, it's common for bands or um, promoters to have the deal where it's, we'll pay you X amount and you get to keep 20 copies to sell. And I'm just like, okay, you know, I'll take them, but I don't, I don't sell, I don't move a lot of units. And I'm fine with that. You know, I, 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 because I have a printmaking background, I like having the opportunity to do posters and maybe I'll sell a couple, but um, my own personal marketplace is not anything I've ever put a lot of time of, or effort into. Um, I, I have had an, a handful of different companies over the years. I had a, a small skateboard company for about five years that actually, by all accounts, did fairly well. Um, but that, on top of a regular job and freelance work, uh, I actually just got tired of doing that hustle or having to sell stuff and having to keep records and doing the taxes and you know that sort of stuff I think can be very overwhelming and some people are just cut out for that and I realize I'm I'm just not you have to pay taxes um, in yeah. that yeah I mean you don't have to yeah, I mean you're getting all kinds of government yeah. on you nobody's making you but I mean you know they'll find out eventually eventually yeah. um, but I, that was really encouraging you know, to you for well people. well yeah I mean, I mean well no I mean I, I think some people are just built for it and I realized that um, I just got to the point where I was tired of it. Um, some people are really good at that, and um, I think I was okay at it. But at the end of the day, it was just not something I wanted to focus on. Um, but so, I, so I have like kind of ebbed and flowed with interest in doing stuff as my own personal brand. I much more enjoy doing specific projects, let's put it that way. Um, I, as even though I have like a fine art background, I'm not somebody who feels the desire to just sit around and draw or sit around and and make stuff. I'm very, I'm very project-oriented, um, and I enjoy that. I like having another person to please or another goal to achieve. Um, given free time, I'm like much more inclined to plant some stuff in the garden than I am to just draw to draw, if that makes any sense. Um, anyway. Balance. I just like to draw to draw. Yeah. 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 Um, I don't know. I think digital product, project, products, projects, whatever, both things, um, is where it's at. Like tangible products are super overwhelming. Like you have to, especially if you're getting them manufactured, you're not just, like, looking for T-shirt or something to print your design on. It's like, what? Especially because, like, enamel pins, they don't make enamel pins in the United States. No. I've looked. Yeah. So it's like a whole pro- – like, there are companies that will help you find that perfect place in China to get a manufacturer, but it doesn't actually exist. So I was, like, super frustrated. <laughs> but, like, digital products are amazing because it's that passive income where you make money in your sleep. Like, I've made thousands of dollars off of these lettering workbooks, and I used to make printed ones, and I was like, shipping sucks, and I just went – right back to digital, and I've sold so many, like, not only on my Patreon, like, monthly membership, but also on my online store, and it was that same thing, like, took the beta test, like, put them out into the world, saw which ones did the best, and then exclusively had them on my own personal website versus, like, Gumroad or Creative Market or those, you know, other uh, really good platforms that you can use, but I, again, want, I want all the money because um, I made it, and I, <laughs> I deserve all, all the sense. Um, but, yeah, so it's just, like, thinking of the things that you use every day, like, the unused concepts, you could totally sell that as digital assets on a stock site. Uh, that one brush that you have tweaked to no end that is your, your go-to, go ahead and sell that as a resource kit on Creative Market. Like, there's so many ways we can make money. And I think if you ask a designer, hey, what do you do for a living? And you don't say at least eight things, you're doing something very wrong. Like, especially as, like, sp- speaking from an illustrator, not so much as a designer, you have to have all these different diversified revenue, so that way when the clients do stop calling you, because they will, you need to be able to still be able to pay your bills and, like, not work at Starbucks. 
You had a good job at Starbucks. You weren't like pouring coffee, but like pouring coffee at Starbucks. Although they pay for your college, which is really nice. Well, I didn't know that. But you, you can go get... to the bathroom there too. Now. You, you can go to the bathroom there too now. What? Yeah, you can go to the bathroom at Starbucks. They're like. <laughs> I, I do utilize that from time to time. Um, yeah, Victor, how, how about you? I mean, you, your prints are incredible. I'll tell you what is uh, uh, the store? Oh, yes, yeah, store, yeah, shop. Yeah, yeah. so uh, it's a it's a mixture for me. Uh, uh, I've been producing. Uh, I've been doing a lot of gig posters and have a shit ton on my house that I need to get rid of. So I've always have them there, and uh, I get a few sales a month. I keep the store running, buy supplies, and all that, and. Uh, I've been doing a lot more printmaking on my free time, so sometimes I put those up over there. But um, it's not like my main, main, main source. Uh, I think the uh, what she was saying about switching to digital, I think that that's where it's at because I'm always like buying shit online, like uh, <laughs> typefaces or uh, brushes or uh, right. music. So I don't know. I guess eventually, I I I'm a sucker for like. Uh, printed things though like uh textures and papers and ink and all that so i think i I will always have a poster store or whatever but maybe digital is the way to go i'm I'm telling you i'm learning so much over here (laughs) (laughs) i mean i think it's a mixture of like you know digital products are cheap like not all of us have like 500 to a thousand dollars to order a bunch of product nor do we have the audience that will actually be able to buy all those products to actually make a profit. And I think a good profit margin is anywhere from 60 to 80% off of your expenses. And that's impossible to do if you're only buying like 50 of something. Then your profit margin is more like 30%. And then it's like, you might as well just be selling on Redbubble where the common commission is 20%. So it's just like, you really need to wait. I know everyone, it feels cool to have like sticker sets and freaking like screen printed something like on your and like letterpress and all these cool things but which i will have at the end of this downstairs (laughs) yeah yeah buy his stuff man you are killing me you're killing me (laughs) buy his stuff i'm just saying for those of you that are broke i mean (laughs) i don't know give him money i don't have anything i'm gonna stop (laughs) i I love this that was good (laughs) you guys are awesome um so to stay on Victor for a second, too, you, you did say, we were talking about things to ask, things to talk about, and you said, how to fake being an illustrator and make everyone believe it. So I, I figure, um, let, let's get into that a little bit, because, you how know, you there, imposter it? syndrome is a, is a real thing, I think, and, um, but this is the opposite of that, really. <laughs> well, I, I, my background was in, uh, I studied engineering, I was in my second year of engineering in, uh, in in Mexico. By the way, I'm, I'm a citizen. I'm legally in this country. <laughs> and I also pay taxes. A shit Don't come after him. Uh, yeah. and it's good to have him in, in the recording. Yeah. <laughs> it's on record. Yeah. yeah. I have a red, white, and blue, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, my background was in engineering and then I, I did an internship at this museum where, uh, where I met this graphic designer. I was really into the... They were doing screen-printed posters and, and uh, like, flyers. And, and I was... It really caught my eye. And um, I, I got that 
that like seed planted back then when I was in, it was before college. And then um, uh, once I came to the States legally, I, I went to, well, at first I had to learn English because I didn't speak English. I went to community college and uh, I took a few design classes and um, eventually when I managed to get a, a degree in, in, uh, in graphic design. And to go back to your original question, I, I got an internship at Starbucks and um, that's where, where, where it all started for me. When they throw you into real projects and and you start doing concepts and you don't, you don't know how you're going to execute. To this day, I think uh, a lot of projects, I, even though they have like my style, whatever, sometimes you, you try to pitch things like just to get out there and then you figure it out later. And, and now it's very, very uh, super helpful to watch YouTube videos and techniques. And, and, but you learn from watching other people, trying to copy other people, their process and their uh, tricks. And that's how I kind of faked it. I mean, that was, that was, you should see my, the first stuff that I did. It was awful. Ooh, can we see? Can we? No. We don't have <laughs> It would be cool to get, like, the first, first thing you design. Like, go down to my first weird. triple shot right. ever. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> I just posted some of my first posters that, that I did, uh, gig posters on Instagram. They look like shit. But, well, that's good. You put them on Instagram. Then. That's, <laughs> <good>. <laughs> um, that's a shit platform for shit work. <laughs> so, um, just kidding. I really... We only have a, a, couple, a couple of minutes, actually. Um, but, so, we can take a couple... Uh, a couple questions actually from the audience if, if people have questions uh, specifically for these guys um, and uh, please do actually because that would be really terrible yes thank you <laughs> which one yes yes sir Tell me about your process. Um, okay. <laughs> you care about that tell us about the pro- your process okay. I don't, don't want to be uh, I don't want to be a disappointment um, but uh, I'm a pretty mellow guy and uh, I kind of just take things as they come. Um, my girlfriend might disagree. Um, but, I, I mean, honestly, I mean, just get up, eat breakfast, and go to work, and just kind of like, at least on a day-to-day basis, just kind of try to achieve as many tasks as I can. I mean, we have a lot of overarching things that we're kind of constantly working on, but every day there's a lot of fires that need to be put out, or somebody needs this thing immediately, or whatever it is. And I was just telling Don and Ryan this earlier. I feel like right now we have so many different kinds of things going on at the end of the day. I've worked on like 15 completely different projects from a branding thing over here to a packaging thing over here to some Spotify playlist thing over here. And I just kind of like, I just try to do my best and just try to like do what I do. Um, and then I usually leave work around like five or six and go home. And if I have other stuff to do, like next week I have to do a mural installation. So I'll spend probably every night next week just working on that. And, when I'm not doing that stuff, we, we walk the dog and watch Netflix stand up. Um, <clears throat> but, I, but like I said, I'm not like, I'm, it's not that I'm not self-motivated. I feel like I, I am motivated. I'm always doing something, but it is very project-oriented. And I really, I really thrive off of having somebody else expecting something of me, if that makes any sense. Um, yeah. Great. Does that answer your question? <laughs> sort of. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Uh, we have time for one one more quick question. If we, yes, sir. Yeah. How, do, do you brand? This is uh, for the recording, but um, is it better to brand yourself as an individual, personal, or as a brand? That's a good question. I actually regret being letter shop. 
Seriously. As um, opposed to just being under your own and, name. And instead yeah. of being Dina Rodriguez? Yeah, for sure. Um, if you go to my YouTube channel, that's the first social platform where it says youtube.com slash C, for some reason, Dina Rodriguez. Um, just because I don't want to seem like I'm this big company. And also when you use, I feel like, a username, you almost want to use a logo instead of your face. And it's like the person's going to be working with you. They're not working with a team of people. Like, if you have a team of people, then you should definitely use a brand. I think it's important that everyone has an LLC so that way you're protected legally. You get sued and you're obviously, like, your, your assets, like your house and your car are protected. It's 100 for Oregon, at least. Just go to the website. It's 100 bucks a year. It's super great. Just do it. Um, go to the bank. Get the account. It's great. Um, but I don't think there's really any benefit. And to the point where a lot of people still don't know my name. Like, I still get called letter shop, like, when I go to places, and I'm like... Or letter, for Like, sure. letter. letter, I'm for like, short, yeah. Dina. It's shorter, but, you know, harder to remember, I guess. Um, but, yeah, so it, I think it's up to you what feels the best. Um, if, and also try to think of where you want to be at in the next 10, 20 years. If you want to eventually have a team in a studio, go for the brand name. But if you just want it to be you, keep it you. But for the most part, you could just change your mind. So, yeah, and I think all the above. Yeah, I mean, I think something that I've kind of learned throughout the years, um, and this kind of goes back to the question about confidence earlier, is just like nothing's really permanent. And I feel like I kind of take that approach with like a lot of my projects or either the way that you brand yourself. It's just like you can always change it. Like nothing's forever. And before too long, you're like on to the next thing. So, I mean, you, could, you can start as one way and then decide to change your mind. And I think that, I don't know, I think that's okay. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, yeah. It is. You were totally right. That's good. <laughs> Victor, are you, are you branding yourself Victor? Or, yeah. or yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to brand myself at Starbucks. Yeah, <laughs> you branded yourself Starbucks. Yeah, yeah. But now that, that name is that taken. Work. That could work. That name is taken. <laughs> well, look. Thank you all very much for being here. Um, we could go on for a long, a longer, but we're actually over. Look at this blinking red light. <laughs> we got like, all day, man. I don't know. Like, Some say we're we going all day. Come on, we're going all day. Oh, we're going over. He made a joke. He didn't hear it. We're going oh, over time. <laughs> oh, we're so dumb. Thank I love you. it. See, we practiced that earlier. Yeah. Um, no, we didn't actually. That was good. So, thank you very much, Victor, Nina, Sasha. Big round of applause. Thank you for being here. This has been Overtime, Dribble's official podcast. I'm Dan Cedarholm, and thanks for listening to this week's episode. Please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks again. Thanks again.